Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. Today, we're going to be concluding our series, Stay Positive. Today's sermon is entitled, I'm Enthusiastic. Today, we're going to look at Colossians 3 and 23. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. So today, sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. But today, I'm jacked up to continue and conclude our Stay Positive series. And today's sermon is entitled, I'm enthusiastic. I'm enthusiastic. Man, who in here likes to be enthused? I like to be, I like to go out. I like to have fun. I like to, I, I mean, anybody that, you know, kind of knows me just for just a little bit of time, man, what is wrong with this guy? He's full of energy. He's excited. He's just enthusiastic. He tries to find the positive in everything. And, you know, we've talked about the last several weeks how, how you know, we want to be generous. We want to we give back. And we, man, we just want to be loving and see the positive in a negative world. I mean, oftentimes we look around and you turn on the news for any given moment of time, we oftentimes see a lot of bad news. I try to stay off the news. I try not to get on there and, and, uh, and, and watch it because, man, it gets me depressed. It gets me upset. I'm like, this is going on in our world. Oh, my gosh, this can't be true. Oh, But I always try to find the best in everything. I always try to find the best in the situations. I always try to find the best in everybody. And so, and so there's two types of people out there that I want to talk to you guys about just for a little bit today. And, and there's those that let the environment determine their enthusiasm. You hear me? There's those that, ooh, whipped cream. Somebody's making hot chocolate. Whipped cream. <laughs> you got to come check out the hot chocolate bar. It's amazing. But, but there's those that let the determine. They, they let what's happening around them determine how they're going to be. Now, y'all know anybody like that? You're in this environment, and, and you know, you're this happy-go person, and you get around this environment. Maybe it's family. Maybe it's friends. And all of a sudden, you start getting determined. Your, your, your whole outlook starts to be determined by those around you. Well, they're negative, so I got to be negative. They're cussing, so I got to cuss. They're smoking and drinking, so I got to do it. Peer pressure, kind of a, a thing here with this. When we get around certain people, that, kind, that things start taking and changing our environments around us. And then there's those whose enthusiasm changes their environments. Now, I, I think I want to be that guy that everywhere I go, their environment changes. When I go in somewhere, I try again to find the positivity in everything. I try to say, hey, man, let's look at the positive in this. Let's look at the greatness in this. And, hey, let's find the best in you. And so I try to change the environment around me. When I go into work or I go somewhere and somebody's having a bad day, I try to say, hey, man, hey, hey, it's 9 o'clock in the morning or 7 o'clock in the morning. The first thing I'm doing is, hey, hey, where are we going for lunch? Where are we going for lunch? And I'm like, what? we haven't had breakfast yet. What are you doing? I didn't have my coffee. And you're talking about lunch. I'm like, man, let's go. Let's go do it. And, and, and so one, I'll give you guys a fun fact about me. It's on our website, and, and I, I tell people this a lot. And again, if you know me for any matter of uh, time and, and you've been around me, you can know that if there's music playing, it don't matter where it sits, don't matter what they're singing or what they're playing, I'm going to dance. And, and then if we go to the Mexican restaurant like we're going to here in just a little bit, they got the music playing. Well, it's in Spanish. I can't understand what they're saying. I try to translate it. I don't know Spanish. It's great. Friend of mine one night was on the ambulance and we was going to a call and it was his birthday and we found this radio station and, and they were singing in Spanish. I don't know Spanish again, but I translated this song. I said, Hey man, I said, I think they're singing to you. He said, What are you talking about? I said, They're singing to you. I said, I'm gonna translate it for you. And I sang him a happy birthday song based on I have no idea what they were saying. But I like to have fun. 
I like to, I, and, and you know, I always tell people this, and, and they're like, hey, hey, I, you're a pastor? Yeah, I love it. I love doing what I do. And, you know, I have two, two jobs outside of the church, and, and, man, I work a lot, but, but I love what I do. I love being able to pastor, and, and people see me, and they're like, man, how, how, how is your church? I said, we like to have fun. And, and, and what I mean by that is so many people take the Bible, and they make it so serious, and you can't, and they, and, and they just say, you got to be this way. You can't do this. You can't do that. And you got to wear this. That, no. And what we do is we find the reality in it, and we try to make it relatable. Ever since I was a kid, I've tried to look at pastors and look up to pastors and ministers and say, hey, how can I make it relevant to this generation or how can I make it relevant to today's time? And that's what we do. And sometimes we'll add things and, and we'll do things and I'll add a little bit of sense of humor in there, but, but it helps it stick. But it's helped us learn things and it's helped us adapt to the environment around us. And I remember a time when somebody said, hey, how is it like, somebody asked Tasha, uh, how is it like being married to Michael? And she goes, it takes a special person. Because <laughs> I'm all the time like, oh, let's go, let's go, have, let's go have fun. And I'm just like, I like having a good time. I like smiling. I don't know about y'all, but I don't like sitting over here in the corner like, oh, man, <laughs> all these people around me, I just don't like life. I don't, I, I, don't, I, I tell you, I don't have time for that. I, I like having a good time. I like having fun. And, and I, remember, I remember going to the airport, and, and we were flying out to Vegas, and, man, I, all these people were excited because they're going places, and, and you're able to travel, and, and especially when we went in 2018, 2019. And, uh, I can't remember, 2019, 2019. Uh, 2019, we went for COVID, you know, for COVID was COVID, and COVID hit and, and shut everything down. I remember we went to the airport, and everybody was smiling. You see their faces, and it was so cool because they, they were going places. And, and, and what was cool, you sit down, and, and I remember we was at Charlotte Douglas Airport, and we're sitting there, and we were talking to people around us, and, and a lot of people were excited, joyful, because some of them were going to Disney World. <laughs> Disney World, I love Disney World. And, and, and then there's other people that were flying out to different parts of the country. You had other people, they were flying out to Vegas for other reasons than we were going, and, and you know, they were having, oh! Some people were going to Hawaii because that's the coolest place in the world. The clear waters and, and the mason, the volcanoes. I mean, man, I'll tell you what, who wants to go on a trip? <laughs> Me too. But I remember all this joy, the excitement. And, and what was cool is, is those people that you were around, they were excited. And man, it made me feel like, man, we're going to Las Vegas. Uh, Tasha's going to a, a, a conference. While she's at the conference, I'm going to see the Blue Men group. I'm going to Top Golf. Man, I'm going to go to, I mean, I'm excited. Let me tell you. So my environment that was around me was great. It lifted me up. It lifted up my spirits. My enthusiasm and my enthusiasts come out and, and it uplifted the spirits of others around me. Now, there were other people in the, uh, the airport there that were not going on so great trips. They were flying back home or flying back to other areas to see family members that were uh, in the final moments of their life or they were, somebody had passed away and they were trying to get there. And that's not such a great environment. Now my trip didn't sound as fun. I'm like, man. But I had an option there. I could have showed sympathy and tried to uplift them and find the positivity in it. Or I could have let that change my environment that I was in. And so I, what I'm going to tell you guys, don't let people around you dictate the ability that you have, the, the freedoms that you have, the happiness that you have. If you're happy, 
keep living it. Don't let people change you. You know, I'm talking a little bit about peer pressure today, and, and I know there's been times in my ministry I've had people that say, hey, you got to be this certain way. You got to dress this certain way. You got to do this. And I'm like, man, I, I really, I want to be looked at as one of those cool people. So I was like, okay, okay. So, so I started letting that my environment change. And then when I seen the environment start changing in a way I didn't want it to change, and I started questioning things, and I started pushing back, and I started standing up and saying, hey, whoa, time out, time out. How far is too far? I found out. And I was like, uh, I don't think that's something I want to be a part of. Because, because the environment that those around me were determining my environment, my enthusiastic. And it made me stop, start to think, wait a minute. Is this the path that God really wants me on? And so, and so stepping forward, and once I got out of that environment, and I started being me again, and I started saying, okay, I'm going to live out what I want, and I'm going to let my environment change those around me. It's when Medit Church started to bloom and blossom. And that's why we are on the path that we're on, because we wanted to create an environment where everyone, is, where everyone belongs. I don't care where you come from, what background you come from, we can all come together and let God restore the brokenness in our lives. And I built that on by past experience that we've had. And so you guys, y'all, I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm going to tell y'all something. Y'all, you got to look at this. Y'all got to look at this. <laughs> y'all check it out. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 through 58. But thank God he gave us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Man, thank God he did. I'm thankful that he did. Man, I'm excited. That excites me more than anything. I'm pumped up. I love knowing the fact that, that, that Jesus came to this earth and he died for me. Man, that pumps me up. All right, let's look at this. Look at this. 58, 58. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Be strong and immovable. See, when we're strong in, in our faith, then we become immovable. And, and, we, and, and it tells us in the Bible, if we have faith as little as a mustard seed. If you've never seen a mustard seed, they're very, very, very tiny. They're super small. And it tells us if, if you've had that faith that's in a mustard seed, you can tell a mountain to be moved. But, but we got to be strong and immovable. All right, all right, check it out, check it out. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. Man, always work for the Lord and be happy. Man, it makes me feel good when I can come in and I can, and I can share the message of Jesus. It makes me feel good when I can share my story. You know, we've done uh, the series, uh, My Story. We all have a story and it's all worth telling. Each one of us in here in our online campus and listen to this podcast later on, you all have a story and it's worth telling. Because when you start sharing your story, guess what? You may actually find somebody that you'll connect with. And somebody said, man, hey, I went through something very similar. Or, hey, I, I'm dealing with that right now. Man, your story's helping me out. They can, I know what I can do to try to get me some help that I need. Your stories are worth telling. All right, all right check it out. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. So many times in my walk I've been told, hey, you're not going to make it. You're not good enough. You're not qualified. You didn't go to school. You should have went to this denomination. And since you didn't, it ain't going to work for you. I've been told all kinds of things. Things that, 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 that they, said, they said that you ain't going to make it because you're useless. But I said, you know what? I'm going to stay strong and I'm going to be immovable through God. Because he calls the unqualified and qualifies the call. And so when we answered that call, he, you know, he gave us the resources that we needed to make it happen. 
Y'all, I'm nothing special. I don't read that well. I don't want to tell you guys this all the time. If you watch this or listen to me, any, again, any amount of time, you know that I don't read that great. <laughs> I don't read that well. But, but you know what? God called me, and we answered the call. And, and, and I know today you may be there, and you may be listening, this and, and you're like, man, I, 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 there's been times where, where I felt like the, that I did all this for God, and I did all this for the church, and it don't mean anything. I'm, I'm just useless. I can't come to church to make a difference. Nobody, nobody's going to be on the spotlight and, and nobody's going to see what I'm doing. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be in front of everybody. I'm shy. I can't, I can't, I've, I'm just useless. No, we all, when we're doing God's work, we all have something. We're all of value through Christ. And, and, and what's cool is, is, is for the longest time, and so for my, for the ones that may not know this, my background is in sound and media. And, and doing the audio stuff, and, and, and I did a lot of that growing up. My home church had a recording studio, and, and it was real cool because I'd go in there, and what intrigued me was all the different lights that were back there, and I'm like, ooh, that's cool. <laughs> it kept my ADD. And, and <laughs> so. But I had people that believed in me and gave a chance to a little young boy that was annoying as I'll get out. And, and they said, okay, we'll take a chance with you. And they took me under their wings because they seen that we were valuable. When other people treated us and said, hey, we're useless. God seen us as valuable, seen us, seen us valuable. And he had other people say, hey, I see the value in you. And so it allowed me to be able to work in behind the scenes. And a lot of times we would do productions and things like that and, and we were the people that nobody seen unless something, <laughs> something went wrong. Might squeal, lights flicker when they weren't supposed to or, or you know, something, just had, something wasn't right and nobody knew you were there. <laughs> it's okay to be in the back. It's okay to come in and, and help set up and nobody knows that you did it. But God sees everything that we're doing and it's all valuable to him. And I always tell people, and I tell our leadership team all the time, if you're too good to clean the toilet, you can't be in leadership. And what I mean by that is if you can't get down and do the dirty stuff, when nobody knows that you're doing it, you won't make an effective leader. And, 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 and that's good value because God sees that. That's, that's a good thing. Hey, Pastor Michael's in there on his hands and knees scrubbing the toilet, replacing the toilet roll, cleaning the sink up, doing the mirrors. Vacuuming the floors like we were doing this morning. Why do I do that? I didn't. I mean, I don't have to. I can say, "Hey, guys, I can I can delegate it," but that's not what I'm about. I'm about saying, "Hey, God, you've called me. I'm going to show other people. Hey, I'm willing to do it. Hey, I'm willing to give my all because I see the value of doing it. I'm not doing it for anybody. I'm not doing it for myself. I mean, I want you guys to think our place is clean, <laughs> and uh, but our bathrooms are clean because I want it to be clean." But I do it to glorify God because I want God to see our best. But we all have something. We all are meaningful. See, work for the Lord like you're working for your mom. <laughs> your mom ever tell you to do something? You're like, oh, mom, I don't want to do this. I know there's times that, that I was growing up and so mom's like, you've got to go clean your room. I'm like, I don't want to. I want to play the PlayStation, mom. <clears throat> and y'all remember time when live stream come out and gaming was real big. And so I'm in the era where we got all the cool game systems and, and, and pretty much all of them. <laughs> and, 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 so, and so I remember when live stream come out, well, mom didn't understand live stream. 
She didn't understand how it worked. She's like, just pause that and do what I told you. I was like, Bob, I can't. I'm in the middle of Call of Duty. I can't just stop the game. It's live. She's like, I don't care if it's live or not. You're going to do what I told you. I can five minutes. Not like, no, now. But just like when our parents tell us to do something, we may not want to do it, but be happy. Because you know when you, when you clean your room and you do what your parents ask you, you know they're happy. I know my girls, they, they hate when I ask them to do stuff. But it brings them joy to know, hey, I'm, I'm proud of you. When, when uh, Ariel's got this book and she found one of my, uh, we got our Christmas decorations out the other day. And in there I've had this precious moment angel for years. I mean, I've had it for uh, decades and it's been in the same sealed in thing, little thing it's been in. And she's she seen it and she said, Daddy, can I open this? And at first I'm like, no. I said, I've had it for a long time. Let me just hang on to it. She's like, okay. She set it back down and she picked it back up and she's looking at it. And I said, you know what? I said, you can have it. I said, just open it up you can have it. And, and what's cool about this is, is we have a precious moments Bible or prayer book or something. She goes running into to where our books are, and she finds this book, and she grabs it off, and, and now she's carrying it around with her everywhere, reading it and, and, and looking at the pages. Now, she, now, there's prayers and stuff in there that she obviously can't read, but she's trying. But, but she knows that, that that was a proud moment. I was proud of her. She was excited. I mean, she's like, Daddy, hey, hey, you know, she's sitting there reading. I'm like, good job. You're doing a good job. That's excellent. You're awesome. Keep up the hard work. But she sees that we're proud, and she knows that makes her happy, and it makes us happy. So work like you're working for your mom and dad. Work like you're working for them. Even if it's something you don't want to do, still go and do it. It tells us in, uh, I think this is Colossians 3 and 23, whatever you do, whatever you do, y'all underline that in your Bibles or, or highlight it or write this down, whatever you do, Work at it with all your hearts, all your hearts, as working for the Lord and not for your human master. Whatever you do, work with all of your hearts. Yeah, I tell people all the time, I say, hey, you know, if we would just give just a little ounce of love to our community, man, what a big difference we can make. If everybody would just love their neighbor just a little bit, just a little bit. Have a little bit of courtesy. Imagine what this world would be like. That's why last week I challenged you guys, and I hope you guys did. If you didn't, it's okay. Do it this week. If you go through McDonald's or you go through Starbucks or buy the person's meal behind you. Don't have to post it online. Just do it. Just say, hey, I wanna, I'm going to get their meal. Be generous this week. And, 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 and what that does is serving God and, and, and loving on people with our whole heart. And when we give our whole self to God, man, we can do great and mighty things. We can do awesome things. Oh, man. Woo. I'm only on page two, and I ain't made it to the fourth page yet. <laughs> all right, we ain't going to be here all day. We got to go to lunch. <laughs> so, but there was a man in the Bible named David. David. And I love David. David's a cool guy. He ends up going on from, from being a kid to a king. And what I like about David is David reminds me a lot about myself of being unqualified. And maybe he's like, maybe like you, and maybe you're sitting here today and say, hey, I'm not qualified to do anything. I'm not qualified to come to church. I don't even know where to begin. 
I didn't know what I could do in church. I don't even, I wasn't raised in church. That's okay. I'm a very blessed person and I was, be, I was able to be raised in church. I had a, I had a great grandmother and a, and a grandma that was faithful and I had a mom that loved God and she wanted to see us in church. She wanted to see her kids and so I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed. And, and, and the flip to that is Tasha hasn't been that blessed to have, be able to go to the church and, and be in the church world. And, and so, and, and, but, but guess what? But guess what? She served faithfulness and faithfully and she may have been like David and not felt like she was qualified. But she still embraced it and she went and, and, and followed through when God called her. She loved God and, and gave her whole self. And I know you guys can do the same thing. But King David here, he was just a shepherd boy. And, and there was this man named Goliath that come in. And, and, and we're going to shorten this down and just kind of give you a synopsis here. But, but Goliath was a tall man, big old dude. And they come in. They started talking smack to the, the Israelites there. Pretty much saying, hey, we're going to take over your land. We're going to kill you off. Your God sucks. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to take you over. Kind of hit in a nutshell. Israelites were scared to death of them, and, 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 the, and the Philistines there, Goliath, he's like, hey, man, somebody just come out here and fight me. Somebody just come out here, just one of you. Come on, come on, just one of you, anybody. And David here was a, a, a kid, and, 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 you know, he was there, and, and he could hear these things off in the distance. They wouldn't let him go out to the, the battlefield. He had to stay back with the sheep because he was a young guy. Anybody that sits the baby in the family know your brother got, or brother or sister had to go off and do something because they were older, and you had to stay back because you was a little one? That was what was going on in this, the situation here. But, but, but David's like, hey, I want to go out. He kept telling Saul, I want to go out to the battlefield. I want to go, I want to go out here to what my brothers are doing. I, I got to go. I got to go. I want to go fight. So he goes out there and checks on him, and his brother gets mad because he's there because he's trying to start smack. But David had the faith in God. He had him in his heart that he knew that God was going to give him the strength to stand up to a Goliath. And, 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 he, and he stood up and he took a sling and a, and a rock and he spun around and he, and he stood up to the Goliath. And what was funny before this is, is before, before David got up there and, and slung the stone around and, and ended up killing Goliath, <laughs> Goliath got mad. You sent this little kid, this coward out here to fight me, this big mighty champion. And I feel like a lot of times in our lives and a lot of times people around us say, hey, you know what? You're small. You're little. You can't do it. You're not going to make it. It's not going to work out for you. Your church isn't going to bloom. You should have went down this path. You should have stuck with me. You should have did this. You should have did that. You're not going to be able to face the Goliath. He's going to kill you if you step out. If you step out in your faith, you're useless. You're not going to make it. Do you really think that you can do this? And guess what? David was so set and fixed on God that God was going to help him through it. He kept stepping. He kept walking towards Goliath. He took the stone and he slung it and it hit him in the most perfect spot. Killed Goliath and he ended up cutting his head off. And he took it back. It's pretty cool stuff. <laughs> We'll do a whole sermon series on David. He's an amazing guy. But David was unqualified. Unqualified. But David ended up being the king. As the story goes on in David's life because of the events that took place at a young age and his willingness to go on, his willingness to fight, David ended up being the king of the land. It's pretty amazing. Who wants to be a king or queen? Me too. 
And, and, but there's been times that, that in David's walk, or maybe in your walk, that you've taken your eyes off of the calling. Maybe you got comfortable with things around you. David did, as it's in 2 Samuel 11, 1 and 2. That they were off at a war. King David was back at the palace. He was walking around the rooftop and he seen this beautiful lady across. You know, it had big, cool mansions and stuff like we have now. But he looked over and he seen a lady taking a bath over there. She was walking around. She was beautiful. He's checking her out. And, 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 and long story short here, he ends up uh, having an affair with this lady. And he ends up sending his, her, uh, uh, her husband off to the front lines to be killed so he can marry. David stumbled. He messed up in his walk. Again, we kind of synopsis a big story here and down to a little things. But what I'm saying is to tell you guys, hey, when we get comfortable with our surroundings a lot of times and we let the people around us, a lot of times we can take our eyes that are fixed on God and look the other way. That's why here we, uh, we, we never get in a state of comfortability. And Pastor Mike, you're not comfortable up there? I'm comfortable in spreading God's word. I'm not saying that, but that's why we're constantly changing things. That's why we're constantly making you guys guess what we're going to do next. That's why we're constantly putting up different things because we want to keep you guys on the edge of your seats. Because we don't want to be comfortable and get our eyes not fixed on God. I'm going to close with this. But if you stumble and you fall, it's okay. Now, again, I'm not telling you guys to go out here and freely sin now, but if you've stumbled, you've fallen. It tells us in the Bible we've all fallen short of the glory of God. The first thing you need to do is own it and pray for repentance. Repentance. We're going to say a prayer here in just a few moments to, that, 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 you can, that you can ask for God to forgive you, but, but, that, but it's what you need to do. You need to repent of all the things that you've done. Do that the first thing. God, forgive me. I messed up. I've stumbled. Help me to be on the right walk. I want you guys to always trust God. Even in those hard moments, even in those difficult times where things don't seem like it's right or it doesn't seem like it's going the right way, keep trusting in God. Walk the walk and talk the talk. When you truly say, hey, God, forgive me. God, forgive me of my sins. Don't turn back and keep sinning, doing the same thing you've done. If I keep doing the same thing over and over and over, it's the definition of insanity, expecting the results to change. You have to take and say, hey, I'm sorry, and then turn back away and not go back doing the same things you were previous doing. It tells us that David's cries out in Psalms 51. It says, creating me a pure heart, O God, and renew a satisfied spirit within me. Restore me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing a willing spirit to sustain me and again many church is all about letting God restore the brokenness in our lives I don't have special powers all I can do is get up here and give you the tools necessary to let God change your life let God restore you if you're down in the dumps, you want joy back. You want that joy that you used to have, that excitement that you had in your past or, 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 or things that may have taken place. You want that joy back. You want your salvation back. Pray that God will restore that. Today, I know God can restore it. 
is he can restore that brokenness in our lives. And I'm going to encourage you all today to always, always serve in the best that you can, in the jobs that you have, your homes. Be excited at home. Let your kids, if you have kids, be excited. Do things with them. Be that role model of the excitement. Sometimes we need to put these things called cell phones down, turn our TVs off, and just spend some quality times with our kids. You say, hey, I love you. I love what I love you. Hey, tell me about your day. And, and you know, uh, and you may be hearing it, and, and you know, and, and what happens is the enemy's gonna get in your mind and tell you, hey, you know, this job sucks. This job's terrible. You can't quit it because you know this is your only income. You can't do this. But hey, just go in there and serve in the best that you can. Look at the best. So you still see the positivity in it. The enemy's going to try to get inside your homes the very best he can. He's going to leave these TVs and phones as the distractions. Hey, you know that TV show that you like is coming up. You've got to watch it. If you miss it, you won't be able to see it again. You don't have the, you don't have the luxury of, of, of DVR. You, you, if you miss it, you miss it. The enemy's constantly trying to distract us. And I want to encourage you all to always go to church. Go to church when you can. Now, if you're sick, stay at home because I don't want you spreading germs. <laughs> but come to church. Come to church because the enemy's going to tell you, hey, you don't need to go. You can just catch that live stream later on. You can catch the podcast this week. But what happens is, yeah, it starts out, I'm catching the replay. I'm missing church. I'm going to catch the replay. I'm going to catch the podcast. And then things start happening. We start missing it. We start, we start, other things start coming up. And then we eventually find ourselves not listening to anything at all. Don't let the enemy have a foothold in your lives, in your homes, in your church. Love God with all that you have and all of your heart every day. You guys don't mind if you'll stand with me this morning if you can. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you so much for this day. I want to thank you for everybody that's here that's on our online campus, God. God, it may watch us later on. Lord, I just want to pray that, that, that people's lives and their hearts will be changed today, God. God, that that enthusiasm and that enthusiastic that they may have, God, God, don't let it be determined by the environment around them. But God, that the environment that they have will change the environments of others, God. God, let them see that, that you're working through them. And God, when we don't feel qualified, let us know that we're just as qualified because you called the unqualified and you qualify those that are called. Just like King David was a kid, God, you gave him the strength and the ability to stand up to the Goliath and the Philistine God. And God, I pray that, that people today will know that they are worthy to be able to stand up to those Goliaths and God, that you'll be there every step of the way. God, take stands, take roots into our homes, God help us to stay firm in you. God, if somebody don't know you today, let them know. All they have to do is say the simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for coming to this earth and dying on the cross for me. And God, when it gets hard and I feel useless, remind me that I mean everything to you and help me to stay committed to my faith each and every day. In your name I pray. Amen. 
Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Submit a prayer request. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.